welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I'm your host, the Coupon Queen Pin. Guys, I have an awesome guest today by the name of Hook Diggy, and he's going to give us his experience being in the music business. So let's take a moment out and I'll be right back with Hook Diggy. So guys, like I was saying, I have Hook Diggy and he is an artist and he has some good vibes music. You know, that music we used to have in the 90s where everybody was, you know, feeling it and it wasn't kind of crazy, that thing you can kind of jam to. So Hook Diggy, please introduce yourself to my listeners. Hey, peace. What's going on, y'all? My name is uh, Hook Diggy. I'm a throwback modern hip-hop artist. I like to make that good vibe, good feeling hip-hop music, music that make you feel good about yourself and make you feel connected. That is awesome. Okay, so you know I have to dig. I have to dig. What made you get into music in the first place? Where did this start? Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm from a musical family. So, uh, you know, piano players, singers, you know, all that kind of stuff. And uh, I would play around with music. You know, we used to, you know, just play around on the keys and, you know, playing in the choir, playing in the band and stuff like that. Uh, but what get, got the bug for me to actually be an artist was actually watching a group from my hometown of Flint, Michigan called the Dayton Family self-release their first EP. And the way they did it, I thought was brilliant because uh, what they did was they gave away like a certain number of their first albums, you know, and they, they pulled up into a club parking lot on one of the hottest nights open up the trunk of this van and start playing, you know, the album. And people were like, well, what is that? And it's like, it's this, you know, tell your friends, give it away. And it just became a whole movement, man. It was just people all over the city were calling like, hey, you got to come up to Mr. Lucky. They're giving out these free albums and this music is so dope. And it was unlike anything I had heard before because it was a new kind of sound. But what I loved the most about it was they created this connection and community in the city. And I was like, oh, if I want I want to, I want to be able to do that. And, you know, I can rap. And I, at, that, at that time, I didn't, I, I never wrote a rap before, but it, it gave me the bug to become a music artist. And so I started, you know, trying to rap and to try to be able to create that same kind of vibe and connection and community. And, you know, the first couple of raps wasn't that good, but luckily, you know, throughout practice and becoming better, I'm here now able to do that same thing that I watched Dayton do a long time ago. So shout out to Dayton family. Wow. So they actually just like started giving out their music as opposed to going out there and selling it. Exactly. And it was the first time I had seen anything like that. And for them, it was about, you know, you're talking uh, that's unheard of now, but it was uh, just they really just wanted to get it out, you know, get it out there. And I remember for months, man, for months, they they dominated anything we talked about in the city, you know, school. Everybody was talking about it in school, at work you know, the vibes all through the city. And now uh, they ended up uh, signing a major record label uh, just a couple months later, you know, after that, just because of the buzz, just the buzz alone. And it helped that the music was good, you know, at the time. Well, I mean, I, I've never even thought about doing something like that. I mean, because we, when we think of giving things away, especially when you talk about things, you're, you, people will give away books. Yep. Um, you think about people giving away, like Microsoft comes with just about every computer, yep. but to actually give away your, 
EP, to give away your album, to give away something that you work so hard for and just say, here, I want you to listen and I want you to pass this on to your friends, especially in a time where people are saying, you know, we have all this, you know, like, don't copy, don't pirate, don't do this. So that's such a different take on things. Yeah. Yeah. And that stuck stuck with me that it was at that time for them, it was more about the exposure you know, and they went on to make, you know, plenty of music. Uh, you know, it wasn't about the, you know, that small investment they made in the city, in their branding, in their album to create that kind of connection and buzz. You know, people try to, you know, create that same thing on social media today and, it, you know, it doesn't work. It's not the same. So, um, yeah, shout out to them, man. Shout out to them. Because that that really shaped a lot of, you know, what I wanted to be as an artist. Wow. Okay. So you say you come from a musical family. Family. Yeah. Why not do piano, drums, you know, some sort of instrument or become a singer? Why, why, why particularly hip hop? Why rap? Why, why rap? Well, I probably loved it. I was, I'm definitely a boom bap era baby, G-funk era baby. That's what I say. My whole style of hip hop is kind of like a blend of a lot of the different coasts and music in general. Uh, you know, I just, I just, I growing up, I loved rap. I love hip hop. I, you know, I, I associated with it. Uh, I probably can sing because I come from a singing family. You might hear me vocalizing on a couple of tracks, but you know, I don't get out there to uh, do the uh, Brian McKnight per se. But it just that—that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to be an artist. And some of my favorite uh, artists growing up, you know, were you know people like you know Dayton Family Tribe Called Quest you know, De La Soul, you know, Naughty by Nature, you know, people who just embodied that whole hip hop thing. And so that's, that's what I gravitated to. And so that's why I chose it. So in other words, the whole conscious rap era, that was, that was your favorite. Yeah, that was my favorite. And interestingly enough, though, this is funny. This is a funny backstory for those that do know me. And, and even for those who don't know me and getting to know me, Dayton family, when they first, first came out, you know, like I said, that was one of my biggest influences. They were, you know, talking about, you know, selling drugs. It was street music, you know, and at the time it was so funny that they sparked this whole new wave of rappers. Cause I remember I started trying to rap and some buddies of mine started trying to rap and some other guys over on that block start. And we all was trying to rap about selling drugs but nobody none of us were actually selling drugs and so it didn't work you know it didn't work and it took a while to kind of find okay what kind of artist do I want to be known for and what do I want to do and one of the things I liked about what people say the golden era hip-hop back in the 90s which is why I call myself a throwback modern artist because I I, I, I like the fundamentals and the foundation of hip-hop and still you know you always supposed to be you know doing something you know new or fresh you know uplifting you can use the past as a um what do you say as a inspiration you know but don't get don't get stuck there because people change and people evolve but one of the things i liked about the golden era hip-hop and the conscience era hip-hop was that uh they were more responsible with what they're saying because you know you know the kids are gonna go out and try to be uh an example of what you are putting out and putting into the music. And I never want anybody to come back and be like, you know, hey man, I tried to go do what you said to do and they landed me in jail. You know, it's like the music are kind of right, right. Be inspirational, motivational, make you laugh, make you have a good time. You know, my the kind of music I make is the kind of music you put on when you want to have a good time with your family and friends. You know, and that's and that's so it's that's, something that's you you can you can listen to at the barbecue. Exactly. Exactly. 
So in other words, no, no mumble rap for you. Yeah, I try to, I, I, I can imagine my, my grandmother telling me, boy, speak up. I can't, what are you saying? Open your mouth. <laughs> so, okay. You decided you wanted to be a rapper. Now, I know because I know some rappers, some hip hop artists, it is not an easy, you know, it's not an easy area to get into so what what was one of the things that really made you say you know what yeah it's not easy but I'm gonna get into this yeah that's a that is a great question because I think for me I kind of have an advantage over a lot of artists is that I used to run a recording studio for like 10 years so I was behind the boards producing and working with other artists kind of helping them pursue their dreams so I got a lot of I got a chance to see a lot of uh, kind of the behind the scenes struggle uh, struggles of artists to kind of make a conscious decision. Okay, you know what this is going to be about. Is it something that you still want to do? And I remember, you know, kind of making making a couple of songs and having some people listen. I remember doing a show at uh, Northwood University up in uh, Northern Michigan after putting out like this first little album I was working on. And people coming up to me just saying, "Hey, man, I really appreciate it. I like your vibe. I like your music. Keep 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 making good music." And that kind of stuck with me because it was like, you're kind of doing a service to people with your talent and your gift. And so for me, it was like, well, would you do this if you wouldn't get paid for it? If you didn't get paid for it, do you love it that much? And I do. I mean, I love making music. I was making music before I started to really take it serious. You know, we were just in the basement fooling around with music. You know, we have a ton of unreleased music you will never, ever hear because we was just having fun with it. And so I love it. And I know a lot of artists, you know, today, you know, they get signed. It's real quick. You know, in five years, they're not even rhyming anymore. They're not even doing the music anymore. It was something hot to do, and now I'm on to something else. It's kind of like, you know, that's, and it's, you know, you, you, you want to be passionate about what you're doing. And, and I'm passionate about it. So I would, I would do it for free if I needed to. And I would always tell artists, if you're going to get into it, get into it because you love it. Because if you love it, everything else will fall in place. If it's going to be forced if you're doing it because it's hot, you're doing it because your friend is doing it, there's going to be something along the way that's going to cause you to uh, challenge yourself. You know, uh, you, are you going to stay in integrity? Are you going to make a move that you would have normally made because now you've made this choice and you got to go down this road? So, hey, if, you, if you're if you not passionate about it, then do something else. Find something you're passionate about. Wow. Okay. So I do have to ask because you mentioned that you were behind the scenes before you became an artist. So what's the major difference other than being seen and not being seen? Yeah. Um, yeah. When you, when you're not being seen, you don't have to worry about what people are going to say about you on social media. You don't have to worry about what you look like in public. You don't have to worry about the, uh, the fragile, the fr fragility, the fragility of being an artist. And this, this is with any artist. Cause I used to work with all kinds of artists, but uh, with any artist, and and I have friends and colleagues who are in all kind of all kind of genres. Uh, you know that, you know, like Erica Badu says it best when she says, you know, I'm an artist, so you know, sensitive about my. And everybody is sensitive about you know their music. Uh, right, it's, it's a form of expression. You know that for some of us has been repressed for so long. You know because I don't know a lot of parents who you know the first time their kid comes and say, hey, I want to be a rock star. Hey, well let's go for it. What do you need? 
You know, they'd be like, well, maybe you should do something, you know. Yeah, that's, that, yeah. And so you repress that creative energy. And so when people finally get to the point where they want to be creative and expressive, it, it took a lot to get there. And so they are putting, they're being actually very vulnerable by putting their gift out into the world. And so it's, it's, it's for me, watching people do that and come to the studio, uh, I was always encouraging. And I, w- and I would get people that would come to me and be like, oh man, why are you working with them whack artists? And I'd be like, hey, my job is not to judge the music when they come to the studio to record it. My job is to get the best performance out of them to fulfill the vision that they have for the song that they're trying to create. You know, and that's how I stayed busy because people knew, hey, if I'm going to the studio with Hook, Hook is going to make a song right. He's going to give me exactly what I like. And I loved being on that side of the process to help create those dreams. I mean, I've had some of the uh, toughest, the toughest street cats, but I'll I never forget this. I had this one session and these, you know, some street cats, you know, they was probably selling, you know, drugs on the streets or whatever like that, whatever. It was cool. Um, they came to the studio to record a song and I, I was working with them like I normally would work with them, but it was something that I did in the mix and we tweaked it just right. And I was like, oh, that's it. That's it. And man, one of the cats standing next to me. Now you see this guy on the street, you're going to clinch your parts or whatever like that. But he's standing right next to me in the studio. And he just, he just shed a tear right next to me. It was crazy. He was like, you know what hook? Nobody has ever made my music sound like this, bro. This is for real. He gave me a hug and it was just like, ah, I love this creative stuff right here. Like, this is what I live for right here, man. Being able to, you know, take these visions, get this creative energy out of people and put it into some, you know, um, to express to the world, man. Yeah. Now let's backtrack a little bit because you did say something which we hear in our communities a lot. You know, you tell your parent, hey, you know what? I want to be a singer. I want to be a dancer. I want to be a, I want to be a rapper. And, and the first thing is like, you know, you have to have this fallback plan. It's like, you know, there are very few people that are like, hey, you know what? You want to be a dancer? Let's go get dance classes. Let's go get singing courses. Let's let's get you some studio time. So what would you say now to parents that still have that apprehensive feeling toward their kids? What would you say to them to help them encourage a dream? Hey, I would say to them that supporting them now is going to set them up for so much success in the future. Even if, even if they quit, you know, um, I, I know some people, some parents I talk to, they'd be like, oh, well, you know, I, she didn't like the violin, but she didn't like the piano. So we're not going to, you know, invest in any more of this. So, well, you know, maybe she just hasn't found it yet, but keep, you know, keep supporting her her wishes and her dreams because what happens is when you suppress that creative energy it's going to come out in other things and I would rather it come out in a creative outlet than for them to be you know uh taken advantage of later because they're not their authentic self they've had to work a job they didn't want to work they've had to be the person they didn't want to be they've had to create this life to satisfy others you know we spend so much time you know satisfying you know, everybody, and that's, and that's anybody and everybody in every industry, you know, and it's just kind of like, but why not do what you want to do and be the most authentic self that you can be? So for parents out there, if you got somebody that's thinking about getting into the music, hey, say, hey, well, you know what, let's do it. 
let me find you the resources that you need to, you know, help you out. And there's plenty of ways to go about doing it, you know, and the biggest thing is uh, starting with the first step of saying, I'm with you, I support you, let's ride with it. And that used to hurt me so much with the studio because I used to have artists that would bring over their parents to the studio that were supportive. I would have artists that would bring over their partners, their spouses, you know, girlfriends, boyfriends, others, significant others uh, that were supporting them. And to see the juxtaposition of how I didn't have the same kind of support, but other artists I work with didn't have that same support, man, it's, it's disheartening, man. You know, you, you want the people who love you and supposedly support you the most to be able to support you in everything. And so if you got any kind of creative outlet for somebody that doesn't want to do something the traditional way, hey, tradition doesn't work for everybody. If everybody went to college and worked a job, you know, we wouldn't have entrepreneurs, we wouldn't have these new startups, we wouldn't have innovation. So Hey, you know, you never know who you holding back from being the next big star. Let them loose. Nice. So in other words, I like something that you said, which was artists are being the most vulnerable. And do you believe that's because they don't only have to get past their own fears, but they have to get past the fears of those close to them and possibly what everyone else might yes, think. Yes. Go ahead and say it, Coupon being Queen. You better say it. That's so true. <laughs> That's so that is so true because and, and I say this for art artists that are authentic. And I, I I work with a lot of artists in the studio. So I know when somebody being authentic and when somebody, you know, playing the role. Uh, but for artists that are authentic, you have no idea what they've had to overcome and to deal with to say, hey. I'm going to do this music thing. You don't know how many friends and family members that have pushed them to the wayside that have said, we're not going to support you. You know, people who have mocked them, people who have laughed at them, everything that they've had to subdue to get to this point where like, hey, I want to give my gift to the world. I want to be an artist. Those people, you know, when they give out there and and they give a hundred, you know, and 10%, they leave it all on the stage. And you're like, man, that was awesome. And they're humble too. Like, thank you. I appreciate it because for them, they just really wanted that validation of like, uh, I love doing this. People love that I'm doing this. I find my people. And that, and so when I, when I find artists that are authentic like that, most of the time, some of them have the same stories, same stories of struggle, same uh, stories of triumph, having to overcome uh, people's opinions of them and, and what they should be doing. You know, oh, you know, you, 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 you too, you too, you too old to be singing or you too, you know, you too, whatever, you know, you don't, you don't fit into my image of what I should be thinking for you. We do a lot of letting other people control what we should be doing with our lives. Hey man, you got your own life over there. Leave me alone. I'm gonna do what I want to do with my life. So true. So true. So, okay. Let's say someone is pushing back all the negative cheerleaders. Yeah. What's the first thing that an artist should definitely do when they're deciding, you know what, this is what I want to do with my life, no matter the age. Yeah. yeah. Um, the first thing you have to do is build trust with yourself that the journey you're about to go on, um, that you're going to see that journey to the end. Because a lot of times we start with, we don't start with the end goal in mind. And it's like, are you going to do this if you never make any money, you know? Are you going to do this if you lose all of your current friends? Are you going to do this if you don't get as big as you want to? Are you going to do the, you know, go through all of the questions and say, hey, I'm, I'm going to see this all the way to the end. Now, 
I don't say that to be a Debbie Downer because you make adjustments. You uh you you course correct. You know, nobody wants to be desolate. Nobody wants to be, you don't have to be a starving artist. But if you're gonna give up as soon as you reach an obstacle, it's it's not gonna be for you. You know, it's definitely not gonna be for you. And then the second thing I would do is say, change your circle. Oh my God, I learned that one way too late. Way too late. Get people off from around you that are leeches, that are not supportive you know, that are just kind of waiting, biting. Wait, say that again for the people in the back, because I know they didn't hear yeah, that get one. Get them unsupportive people off from around your circle, the leeches, the hanger-ons, the, the slick, sly comment people, you know, that wait for something to happen and then slide one in. Nope. You will, you will, you will feel alone at first, but you will find real soon when you reach out and look for others like you, when you look and find that tribe of other artists and, you know, and don't be just stuck. If you're an R&B artist, don't try to look for other R&B singers, you know, look for, look, look for other artists that are just stepping out there. You know, you may become real good friends with somebody that's in folk or that's an in instrumental music or that's in hip hop or that's in country. You know, we all share the same struggles as independent artists. And so the quicker that you can realize that you don't need to be around a people, a lot of people who not going to help support your dreams, because when it gets tough, they're going to be like, see, I told you. And then that negative talk going to get in your head and your subconscious going to be like, yep, you're right. Let me put it down. Nope. Get those unloyal people around your circle. Then when you clear about what you want to do and how you want to do it, and you don't have them people around you, oh, then we can talk about music and production and all of that kind of stuff, you know, but until you do all of that, man, you be setting up on a bad foundation and you will spend years being like man i wonder how i'm not going anywhere you got all this negative energy around you they was never gonna let you go anywhere because if you do something then, then that means to them that doing something better is possible you are you are now proven that something is possible and some people don't want to they don't want to work they don't want to they want to just keep the excuse of oh it is what it is this is life life is hard you know ooh, ooh. nah man Aim for the stars, man. Aim for the stars and get them unloyal people around your circle. I'm going to say that one again. I made a song about it. So <laughs> that one. See, that, that and that's the real. best part about it is, is you can actually make songs about that because it, it's the truth. We need to, no matter what industry you're in, you always need to make sure the people, it, it's one of those things of, are the people that are in your circle helping you row the boat or are they drilling holes in your boat? That's right. That's right. So, yeah. Now, from what you were telling me earlier, you have an EP coming up. Yes. Yeah, I sure do. You have an, and you have an EP release party. Uh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So during the pandemic, this is, uh, we kind of shifted uh, because clearly independent artists, artists, major artists, uh, touring artists, they weren't making any money from shows in 2020, you know, so I'm, I'm big on connection and connecting with people. And so we kind of did like weekly live performances, like, Hey, I'm going to set up my mic. I'm going to have a drummer set up his drums. We're going to get, you know, my man over here in Nigeria, set up his keys and we're going to come together and we're going to give you all this, you know, this, this production of just us at the crib doing music, but still y'all at the crib enjoying it, giving you that live entertainment, that feel, anyway and people gravitated to it they loved it it was it was a nice vibe and so during that time and we were doing it weekly during that time I kind of created this this hybrid live sound of you know music produced and performed at the house 
And it led me to put together an EP I wanted to call Mic Check Music, which just celebrates live music now that we're starting to get back out and get connected with each other uh, to give you that live music sound without you even being live. That is awesome. Yep. And it's all live instrumentation on the uh, album. Uh, it's a five song EP and we got, you know, live drums, keys, guitar, horns. Um, you know, I've, I, I tried to produce it as live as possible. And it's, it's not traditional hip hop. I mean, if you like D-Smoke or The Roots or something like that, hip hop is generally looked at as the, uh, you know, not real music. Uh, but you got a real musician in me that try to put that good. Music let, let me uh-uh, let me tell you something. Hip hop is music. I keep telling people we are the first generation where our old school music is basically hip hop. Tell we had the temple of hip hop. You respected it. Yep. I tell anybody in a minute. I don't care who wants to argue with me. That's right. KRS one is hip hop to me. That's right. So that that's not you know it, it's here to stay it's so mainstream and i remember when people were saying oh no you know this is going to be a fly by night thing mm. no hip-hop is music and and the the great thing i love about hip-hop is it can go with any genre i mean yes. we yes. have i don't know if you've heard of her chloe flowers the I'm pianist not, I look her up. I look yeah her up. she look does her up. she does some amazing things she's a pianist and she does some music that will blow your mind she takes hip-hop songs and just makes them classical and i've seen i mean think about it this way they have ballet dancers now that they have hip lit in other words they dance strictly to hip-hop music so this yeah. is not something that you can say oh my gosh you know no not hip-hop hip-hop is everywhere everywhere that's right. Everywhere. That's right. So your EP release party is August 12th, right? Yep. August 12th, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be live over Zoom. So that means you can log on and check out anywhere in the world, Craig. Nice, nice. So guys, if you are listening, 8 p.m. Eastern, we can't tell you what time that is for you. You have to figure it out, <laughs> Google it and find out what your, you know, what your, your time zone is, but it's 8 p.m. Eastern and you're doing something that most people don't do, which is a virtual meet and greet. Yes. Yes. So after the show and just for, uh, just so you can get, if you want to get a free ticket, we're giving out free tickets. It's a tickets.hookdiggy.com. Hookdiggy is H-O-O-K-D-I-G-G-Y dot com tickets.hookdiggy.com go ahead grab a free ticket we're doing a meet and greet after the show as well and i do these on my release shows we did one a couple of uh, months ago when i released my newest single and basically it's a chance for you to hang out with the band hang out with the people to help produce the show hang out with other hook diggy fans and we just have a good time it's real you know candid you know with, with laughing and talk about stuff that happened during the show you may ask about some new things that you got going on or you might just want to ask as the drummer single you know, you might want to be like, hey, what's up? Uh, oh, okay, you know, so. hold, hold hold on. <laughs> Ladies, do not ask us the drummer single. Gentlemen, which is not where we're trying to find women. That That's a whole other show. Whole Let's other just show, come right? and enjoy the music. <laughs> you know, so we have a good time, man, because I'm all about building connection with my shows. All my And my shows are always interactive. So 
you know, I'm gonna shout you out. You know, I might ask you to turn your camera on and just, you know, say something, you know, say something to the people. I'm gonna raffle off some stuff. We're gonna have a good time, man. Most of my stuff is always interactive because I'm, I'm always about that celebration of connection. That is awesome. So guys, if you missed anything he said, you're trying to figure out how, where, what to do, what, where to get tickets. Of course, you know, his information is in the show notes, so you won't miss a thing. Awesome. Hook, Hook Diggy, it has been amazing having you. Oh, man, what is something I would love to find out? What is something you would say that you think would inspire budding artists? Sure. Um, I would say for you, for the artists that are thinking about doing music, you put it down, you're ready to pick it back up. Um, start with the end goal of mine. Think about where you want to be in your career. What's, what is the lane that you want to see yourself going down? Because a lot of people kind of like, they, they jump in lanes. Now you're on the highway and you jump in lanes, you know, that's the HOV lane over there. That was for people that's going to ride out with more than one person in the car for a while. The slow lane over here, you know, this is going to turn into an exit only in a minute. So these are people that's going to get off soon. The middle lane might be, I'm going to coast for a little bit, but then I'm going to get over when it's time for my exit. And people get into the game and they do music and they're changing lanes and they're changing lanes. You know, have you change lanes, you, you back up traffic, you, you know, you have to, you, you're driving recklessly, you're not defensive driving. And so you're not focused. And so I would say for the artists that are thinking about getting into music, think about what lane do you want to be in? Do you want to be a signed artist? You want to go the traditional record label route? Cool. There's a certain way you need to do that. Do you want to be an independent artist? I want to get paid, uh, hold on to all my merchandise, you know, uh, handle everything myself. Cool. There's a lane for that. You know what? I want to be a weekend artist. I want to work during the week and then maybe, you know, sing on the weekends, karaoke, cruise ships and all that. Great. There's a lane for that. You know, so figure out what is the lane you want to be in. Start there. Get clear about that. And then you'll figure out the next step because it's a, it's a process of each. You know, don't, don't, don't start doing music and you're not clear about your lane. Wow. Okay. So you heard the man get clear. Well, I'm always telling you, know what your lane, figure out what your lane is. And I wasn't mm-hmm. the only one that just said this. See? <laughs> so, to tell y'all. <laughs> so where can people find you? Uh, the best place to find everything about Hook Diggy is at hookdiggy.com, H-O-O-K-D-I-G-G-Y. From there, you can, you know, it's got all my social media, music, videos, press, uh, my private Facebook group where I interact and we do monthly shows and, you know, little pre-releases and stuff like that. Uh, that's the best place to start. And then you can also Google Hook Diggy. I'm on all social media at Hook Diggy, H-O-O-K-D-I-G-G-Y, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. You know, I'm all, I'm all around. I'll try to be accessible and reachable and looking forward to trying to connect with you and giving you some of that good vibe, good feeling hip hop music. And for those of you that don't know, yes, you know, I always do some research on my guests. His music is fire. I have oh, to, I have to give it to you. Oh, man, I went I'm to humble. YouTube. Thank I you. had to, I had to listen because I was like, you know what? You guys know if I'm not feeling it, I will turn down a guest in a moment. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. I'm humbled by that. Thank you so much. Thank you so so much. definitely go out to go to YouTube and check him out. Go to hookdiggy.com. Of course, if you're a bit confused, his information's in the show notes, so you won't miss a thing. But Hook, it has been amazing having you. I've been amazed myself for being here. Your energy is awesome, Coupon Opinion Quinn, and I've Thank you so much for having me on the show.
So guys, I hope that you enjoyed that as much as I did. Definitely check out his page, hookdiggy.com, because you want to be in there for his release party on the 12th of August. Guys, you don't want to miss this. A virtual release party with an afterward VIP experience, all virtual. So definitely all of his information will be in the show notes so you won't miss a thing. But as always, guys, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy shopping. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Ken, a.k.a. Mr. Gentleman or Mr. Gentleman Like the Podcast. And you are now listening to TQP Moments with the Coupon Queenpin.